Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Slasher Supreme. I'm your host Christopher. I'm here joined again by my friend Marcus from Barleycast. Hello! Uh, like I said last week, we're going to be looking over The Devil's Rejects. A good movie. A good movie. The, you know, the best Rob Zombie movie. <laughs> <laughs> Since last week we looked at Three from Hell, which is pretty much a rip. Yep. I guess you could say of his own movie, from his own work. A rip off of the Devil's Rejects, but yeah. I mean, it is his own work, though. But anyways, yeah, we're gonna look at, you know, when it's done better compared to when it's done like shit. Yes. So, yeah, let's get into this one, because this is actually gonna be fun to talk about and not hurt me. So bad. It was, uh, Three from Hell was so bad. Devil's Rejects from 2005 was directed by Rob Zombie. The plot of the film basically is that cops storm the house that Otis and Baby are in, causing them to then flee out into the wild, trying to just stay one step ahead of the law, kind of roping in uh, Captain Spaulding because, you know, they have some shit on him at that house. And from there, we just get a series of events of them just trying to get away. You know, done a lot fucking better this time compared to Three from Hell. Well, actually, this would be the first time I've done around since we're kind of doing the trilogy in reverse. But whatever. It was done really, a lot better. We're really pissing off Rob. <laughs> we're, we're, doing the, yeah, we're doing the trilogy in reverse. But yeah, so, you know, this is done a lot better, especially since it's the first time being done. Um, I really like this film a lot. Um, compared to House, where, like I said in the last uh, review... House kind of, it was his first film really, and he was kind of amateur at it. A lot of the shit felt like it was from a music video to an extent, and kind of just felt off. This movie's more like, it's this is like him being more mature, where a lot of the, like you even mentioned the camera angles and things like that, are really well placed. Well, the way I explained it was like with the camera and stuff, compared, Devil's Reject camera work compared to um, the camera work in. Three from Hell. Three from Hell was the camera work with this and Devil's Rejects. It felt more gritty. It felt like kind of more darker, kind of more of a grittier type of camera work. Like even some of the scene, like shots that he used, it was a lot more. Um, yeah. I thought were a lot better in this Where film like, compared to Three. In the Three from Hell, it's more of a. It's it's a it's supposed to be like a gritty camera work, but it just feels too clean. So. Let's talk about the opening from the film, of course, the shootout, and I guess we'll just do, like, major scenes, kind mm -hmm. of. So, like, of course, the opening shootout um, is amazing. Yeah. Just because of how it's... It's not, it's not, like, a lot of shaky cam. It's a lot of cuts back and forth from the police and then the family inside preparing for This is really an awesome opening. Especially once they start running away, and then it's set to, um... Fuck. What's the name of the song? I think I was born a rambling man. Yeah. Um, you gotta get stills of that as Otis and Baby are escaping, and it's really well because it's kind of it's not in motion; it's kind of shot by shot. It shows them pretty much running to then trapping and then killing a woman to get her vehicle, and it was really well done. And that was one of the things I love about this film is that he actually uses like you know 
southern rock compared to some of his own music. Well, it was like he kind of got a budget from this movie. Where yeah, sorry, it's okay. Where like Devil's Rejects, like I well, this is confusing. Devil's Rejects had more of a budget than three. Where three felt like it was like we spent all our money on the clown. God, <laughs> bring that fucking shit up. Oh, watch, we'll talk about a clown here in a minute, but. Um, yeah, the op- yeah, like I said, like even you agreed, the opening scene with the rambling man is awesome because yeah, it does feels like they have more of a budget and it looks a lot better this time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's talk about the clown now because we actually have Captain Spaulding in this fucking movie because you know Sid wasn't dying on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was getting older. Yeah, it's really sad to say. Anyways, we get actually a funny introduction to him. Even though he did appear in house, he was only there for a little bit and then didn't show up in very till the very end. But this time around. Of course, it shows him having sex with a woman. And it, <laughs> it shows it like goes in on one of the yeah. parts, and you're just like, no, there's his balls. <laughs> right. uh, but uh, I guess they were trying to prove like they're really fucking. Uh, yeah, it's like, all right. Anyways, but I'm glad I didn't see that. You you saw more of Sid Haig than I wanted to see. So you know, good on you, buddy. Oh, well, I wanted to remember. Him. <laughs> That's what his dick looks like. Oh, oh, God. But, apparently, you know, things are as too good as they believe, and he wakes up to, uh, as he likes to call it, a, a Neanderthal fuck animal that his... What do you even say? He's like, my dick stole sore from that fucking that ass slap that I gave you last night or something like that. Didn't, I gave you enough ass last night. <laughs> yeah, my dick stole a comber or some shit like that. And then he just looks at her and he's like, you Neanderthal fuck, girl. It's like, you Neanderthal... <laughs> No, it was like you Neanderthal pig fucking... He said something just out of nowhere. He called her pig, I know that part. But it's just so... And like, it was like, it basically called her retarded, and he was just like... Yeah, he's like... like <laughs> and, she's, and she's playing along. Yeah. Of course, that's the best thing. Uh, Sid in this movie is hilarious, too, because he always looks grouchy and old. Yeah. I mean, first you see his teeth, and dude looks like he hasn't brushed his teeth in, like decades because it's like fucking green there's plaque build up and it's disgusting yeah he probably killed the first guy all from toothpaste <laughs> but then yeah of course after he makes that joke you have to get up and you see like he's fucking gross he's got like shit stained underwear and everything he's fucking great just in the introduction to him because he's just a mean ass He's just a grouchy. He's just, yeah, just a grouchy mean ass. And he's sitting there, you know, watching it, and of course gets the news that, like, oh yeah, they're looking for him. And as he's trying to get away, of course the woman there is, like, you know, trying to hold on to him. He's like, he's like, what is, he's like, get your fucking shit back off of me or whatever. He's like pushing her out of the way and everything. It's just, get away from me, bitch. Yeah, he's just going <laughs> at it to try to get this girl away. And it's fucking hilarious. Of course, that leads into one of the best scenes in this film, and was actually used as a uh, poster for it. Uh, we get to the motel scene, which, of course, was done poorly. Well, the motel and the hostage scene, which was done extremely poorly in Three from Hell. This time around, um, there's actually a reason that they have to um, they actually take somebody hostage and kill people. It's because they need a hotel room, and they can't really go in and ask for a room, because now they're wanted. It's, that and, uh, it's like all over every, it's everywhere they were supposed to meet uh, Sid there at the motel and he didn't show up at the time. yeah he wasn't there at the time so you know this time it actually shows Baby go on the hunt for a room and it's you know really it plays on a lot of people she starts playing mind games and of course gets the room and then we get the fucked up hostage scene <laughs> let's talk about that yeah, this is a fucked scene. Um, so basically, they take hostage a family of four, 
think they're like a band, aren't they? Yeah, they're it's a, a banjo band. It's a mom, a dad, uh, I think a daughter, and then a daughter's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the roadie, but he gets killed off early, so she's not even there for the rest of the, the torture. But, I mean, Otis... I because that roadie was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. But, um... Otis, um, played by Bill Mosley, was actually uncomfortable doing this scene. And, um, it... Oof. The man. Oh, I've watched this movie, like, what, five times? You've watched it? I'd say about the same about five times. Um, there's a scene where he pretty much almost, like, basically sexually assaults this girl. And yeah, it is cause I've, fucked. Because I've watched the director's, like, not the director's the, cut, but, like, like, the commentary behind it. Like, no, like, the behind the scenes. Yeah, so, like, the... Making it. Yeah, the and, comment. like, the scene is, like, Rob, it cuts to Rob, and Rob's like, Bill really doesn't want to do this. Yeah, scene. yeah, yeah. And Bill's like... I don't want to fucking do this scene. He looked... And Rob had to talk him into it, be like, come on, man. One scene. Um, but basically what happens is Otis um, has a gun pointed at the, at the mom, and he's like, what you? he's like, you're going to suck my dick, or I'm going to shoot this whole, like, I'm going to shoot everybody in this room, or whatever. Yeah, pretty much. And then he makes her pretty much strip down, and then he puts a gun in her bra, and then down her pants, and then starts to make out with her, and then it just, it... I've like I said I've watched this scene I've watched the movie five times and I do like this movie but this one fucking scene it goes on for like almost what a good solid like I just supposed to three minutes it makes you feel really fucking uncomfortable it's weird because I mean yeah would you consider this a horror movie or a slasher not consider, a slasher I consider it a horror movie yeah I like say. that like the only time I think I've ever felt this uncomfortable in a movie besides like all the other fucked up shit I've watched like how, like Cannibal Holocaust and stuff. Um, the only other time I really felt this uncomfortable was like with the sexual assault scene where it's been like uh, portrayed this fucked up was um, in Wes Craven's The Last House on the Left. Yeah. Back in the seventies, that was really fucked watching that because that was just horrifying, uh, horrifying that alone. But then afterwards, when the killers, real, like, the kidnappers, realize what they've done, they have like this weird like look on their face. Um, I kind of compare it to that because this is very off-putting and you just feel gross watching it. Yeah. And it's like, no matter how many times I've seen this, I'm always like having fun and then it gets to this fucking scene and then it's immediately just like dead and like I'm not having fun with this movie anymore. Yeah. Then after that it picks back up and then it kind of like this. I felt going. the same way about um, Star Wars Are you going to shut the fuck? <laughs> Are you going to continue to bring Han Solo into this goddamn yes. review? Why? Until you do a review of this movie, I'm going to keep bringing it up. God damn it. Anyways, <laughs> went off track there. So your name's Solo. Fuck off. <laughs> it's that goddamn movie. Anyways, after this very horrific, I like how you cut from horrific rape scene to, you know, we're going to talk about Star Wars. Anyway, I, I'm keeping your fans interested. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, we went from that horrific scene to um, Otis has to go, I think he gets guns, right? From some... Um, no, he's just borderline just taking them all out there to kill them. I thought, I think, no, I thought he went out there to get something on purpose. Like, I think it was guns that they got buried out there. I think that could be it, yeah. Because they kind of jump from it. But he takes the uh, the boyfriend and the dad out there, and then we get a really cool scene. Um, they almost get away. Uh, Otis actually gets fucking hit in the back of the head with a big-ass stick. Mm-hmm. And then almost loses it, but he ends up getting choked out by the boyfriend he ends up pulling a knife stabs the boyfriend in the thigh and then shoots him in the throat which it surprisingly doesn't kill him right away he sits there and fucking bleeds out for quite a bit but to the point where like like you see the back of his head and like it's just a pool of blood yeah, like he just like, took a bath you're just like god damn but, <laughs> oh, yeah, dead. but yeah he's got the boyfriend on the ground fucking bleeding out he's got the dad on 
basically on the ground too, and after he's pretty much beat him with a stick. And it gets to the coolest scene from uh, Bill, I have to say, or Otis, I have yeah. to say this entire scene, because he actually starts joking around with him. And it gets really fucking cool where he's just like, uh, what do you say? He's like, oh yeah, pray to your fucking God. Pray to him. I want a big fucking lightning bolt to come down and strike me around the fucking head. Do it. Pray. And it, it's really fucked up because, and you know, they, like, I bless, bless the, yeah, the, bless dad the starts, bunnies and bless the rabbits. Yeah, the dad starts like saying shit. He's like, I bless the bunnies and I bless the rabbits. And then Otis starts like acting. He's like, oh man, I feel a lot. I feel the fuck. I, what, I feel God's love. I feel him fucking going through me. And then he just stops dead faced and this he's got blood on his face you know he's not not on expression pulling the hair out of it and he's just like I am the devil and I am here to do the devil's work and then it starts beating the shit out of the dad so stupid like that yeah <laughs> wrong movie no but yeah it's just a, such a fucking great scene with um, Otis Bill Mosley really kills it as him in this film um, of course then we get the scene where he has a shit talk with the boyfriend where he's like um was it? Oh yeah, someone just had to be a badass motherfucker, huh? Well, I'll show you a fucking badass. And then he, well, we see the aftermath of what happens there. He beats the dad's head in. Well, not even that. We get to the really... And then he fucking um, skins, skins his face off. And wears it in. Yeah, so then cut to later that night. Still at the hotel. Um, the girlfriend is the only one alive. Of course, the mother happened to die. Sherry's smooth, like, transition to throw a knife throw, yeah, throw, knife throw, which killed the mom. So the only one that's left is the girlfriend. Of course, um, Cap, uh, Spalding gets there, so they all talk and kind of go about what the fuck they're going to do next, and they try to figure out what the fuck to do with the girlfriend. And Otis's bright idea is, <laughs> let's put the boyfriend's mask, the boyfriend's face, on her face. Not boyfriend, it was hers. No, it was a wife. No, it was married. The, they were married. They were? Because they were... whenever Otis was like, who's in the shower? He goes, yo, man, that's my wife. I thought and that like, was his girlfriend. I, oh, no. Well, I thought, so it's two married couples then. I yeah. thought it was, okay, so it's his girlfriend. All right. Her How wife. How going on you? Yeah? How these impressions working on you? Pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Anyways. <clears throat> yo, boy, that's my wife. So, yeah, so, so yeah, she, she gets to wear her husband's face for a little bit. When, you know, first mm. time watching that, that fucked me up. I was like, good God, I hope these people die. Um... <laughs> Of course, the next day, maid comes in, have to see the fucking mess. She's just like, God damn, another Monday. And just has to start cleaning the blood up. But then, you know, no, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> she goes in there, sees all the dead bodies, freaks the fuck out, runs, and then gets attacked by the girlfriend who's like, Oh my god, that scene is fucking. The first time I ever saw that, that fucking was freaky. Oh, the yeah. The girls, the thing that's offsetting is like, it's not the face. It's. It's her eyes. Yeah, because she's, she's just like, <laughs> and she's like duct taped the door. So when the maid runs out, she like peels off the door and fucking like freaks the shit out of everybody in that like well, the only living person in that room, and, and like, then us. Yeah, and then runs out and you start getting a little queasy during this scene. Oh yeah, so she runs out. Um, she could have made it, but she stops in the middle of the road, and yeah. you know. She did, she tried to hitchhike, but she gets fucking creamed by a semi, and this we see the aftermath of it, and it's just guts and body parts strewn across the road. It's gross. Yeah, it is much. fucking gross. <laughs> it's like damn. It does not hold any punches back after especially watching after that fucked up scene. I'm like, I I wouldn't want to look at that either. <laughs> it's almost like she intentionally did it too. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was kind of like a. Little th- it was kind of like an homage to, um, I'd say, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 
Would you really say that though? Because I mean, she just got mowed down by a semi. Uh, so that's. But wait, it would what? Be... It takes yeah. a chance until she gets away, though. No, not about the guy. The guy gets mowed over by a semi because he? he starts like chasing after and like cutting at her, and like he turns and like you see like the the tractor trailer's fucking tires. Just Which one are you over. talking about? The very first one. Are you sure? Because the one who's just he gets in the car he's like and cuts his hand and he's like look and they're like get him out of the car. Uh, I can't remember that part. I rewatched that. <laughs> I can't remember that for the life of me right now. Gosh. Anyways, and that's what we need to do. We need to do another. We need to do a Texas Chainsaw series. Anyways, um, so we get from that I'm down. to then we kind of get to the opposite side. We get to face the uh, what the law's going through. Mm-hmm. Um. Kind of a callback to a house. Uh, the main uh, sheriff in this has happened was related to one of the sheriffs that died in house. Yeah. So he's kind of like a personal vendetta against this family. Um, was it the, the, are you talking about the cool scene where like he is dreaming? No, not yet. Okay. Um. But so there's he's got like this personal vendetta against this family and pretty much wants to murder them all. Um. They do capture the mother of the group in that shootout. Yeah. So they're questioning her and everything like that. We, we get these cool scenes back and forth where um, he wants to stay on the right side of the law, but he keeps on getting slowly pushed to just, like, murder all of them. So we get some interesting things with the mom, who is just pretty much talking shit, saying, like, oh, yeah, your brother went out like a bitch. And it's just like, god damn. Well, she, like, they give her, like, a book. To, oh, yeah, and she pulls out the... And she's like, look at this bald little boy. And, like, and you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, and, she's, and he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's like, what? And, then, like, shows on your... And he's like... Bitch. And like this fucking bitch slaps the fuck out of her. <laughs> yeah. So we get that cool scene thrown in there. We get actually more cool scenes with him in it in a minute. But then it cuts back to not our devil, or not our rejects, but a friend of theirs. When we get, I think his name's Charlie, isn't it? Played by Kevin Forey, the pimp. Yeah. Oh, and he's pretty much trying to. He's making a brothel work in a world where a brothel does not work, and he is having the fucking time of it. He's talking to, I guess, his main. Would it be would it be wrong to say ho? Or <laughs> would it be politically correct to say ho? Anyways, he's talking to his favorite, his, his main bitch, his main girl. There we go. We'll use that. Uh, his main yeah. night walker, whatever. Yeah, his main bitch. <laughs> and they're talking, and we have a whole long conversation about why she shouldn't do uh, Princess Leia themed porn or um, sex uh, routines because it just brings out a lot of freaks. So we get that from there. All, you got all these <laughs> farmers coming out here trying to get a hand job, and the oh, <laughs> you fucking quit with the goddamn stop it. Anyways, we get that whole scene, um, <laughs> which is just hilarious. Which then we get cut back. I don't know why I keep. I just want to talk about the side characters because they're so good in this movie compared to them three from hell, which is really shit. Um, actually, we skipped a scene. Yeah, now I remember. Um, back after we seen the girl get pretty much plowed by the uh, semi truck, we get introduced to two bounty hunters, Danny Trejo and DDP. Yeah, the wrestler, who are then pretty much commissioned by the sheriff to hunt them down. So we get a cool thing with that. So they're in there, which kind of brings up another point with three that we'll talk about at the end of this. Um, but so, anyways, cut to <clears throat> further on. Where was that? Oh. So basically, they're on the run. We get a cool little scene when they're in the van. We get um, Baby and Spalding want ice cream, and Bill's like, fuck you guys, we're not getting ice cream. And we get the cool, like, oh, it's, two, it's two fucking seconds. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I just checked. Two, Two fucking seconds. seconds. It's a, it's a of time where I'll fucking die. Oh yeah, he's like I've cord- uh, calculated my life up to this point in two fucking seconds is what's gonna kill me. We, no two, no fucking ice cream. And they're like, come on, man, it's tutti fruity. He's like, you know what? Yeah. They, oh yeah. Then he's like, you know what? There's no fucking ice cream in your fucking future. And he just like <laughs> continues with. <it. laughs> and they're like, come on, it's tutti fruity. He's like, it's tutti fucking fruity. So we get that whole fucking scene, and it's just great. Because uh, it's like they're a family in a fucked up way, but if yeah. they're a family, and of course they get ice cream. And then... Yeah, it's kind of like a weird way, like whenever in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where like he um, is, they're like making like they killed somebody, and now they're making dinner plans. And yeah. Shit. So they just had like this horrible, horrific torture scene. Then it was like we're gonna get some ice cream. It's so fucking weird. Just like what, what, huh? Yeah. So we get that. Cut to a little bit further with our sheriff. He's kind of coming with, you know, coming up, getting all the evidence against them, finding out their aliases, which and whatnot, find out where they're going to next. And they, of course, narrow it down to the pimp, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um, so he actually gets in contact with Danny and DDP to then go there and bring them back, whatever, in whatever condition, as long as they're alive enough so he can piss in their face. Just as he like, puts it, just as, like the three from hell. As I said, as he puts someone it, gets a tip and rats him out. <laughs> True, <laughs> and then it goes to shit. But anyways, or the person who rats him out. Yeah, and then we get a hilarious scene with the sheriff who's talking to I can't remember some guy that's continuing to give them more aliases. And then oh, we, he's a big Gracho Marx fan. Yeah, and then we get a hilarious scene where the guy is like talking to uh, making fun of Elvis. Saying how Groucho Marx was a better person than Elvis, and how when Elvis died, all he, did, he took up the headlines for three days, and we get a funny scene where where the sheriff is like, "If you know, if you uh, if you say another derogatory term about Elvis Aaron Presley in my face, I will kick the living shit out of you." And Fuck Groucho! <laughs> it's just funny because it's like he's got all this shit on, or it's like he's got murderers, he's got fucking a dead bitch in his prison because he murdered her, and he's afraid of that, and he's just like. Dude's talking shit about Elvis. I gotta fucking put him in his place. <laughs> it's a fucking bitch left this guy. <laughs> it's just like, I gotta go out of this fucking guy. The fuck you, say? Yeah, so we got that hilarious thing going on. <laughs> um, Jesus. Elvis Aaron Presley ever again. <laughs> so then our buddy, our sheriff finally snaps. You know, um, mother's already dead because he's killed her. And then he's going to go kill... The devil, the rejects themselves. Yeah. Which we get an awesome scene there. A, a party scene done a lot better than in Three from Hell. Well, it's a constant, like, where Three from Hell was, like, a five-minute, like, party scene. It's a five-minute long party scene with the weird-ass effects, and then there's, like, no, like, there's music, but it's, there's, like... But, yeah, but it's, like, music you would buy, like, royalty-free. Yeah, and this one is um, John Fogarty's Rocky Mountain, uh, Rocky Mountain Way. Yeah. Which is fucking perfect for that scene. And it's cut with them parting to then cut to the sheriff who's pretty much trying to fucking pump himself up to end, the, end their lives. <laughs> he's, he's just staring in the mirror and he flicks a cigarette. Yeah, he, yeah he's, he's basically, he's having a uh, Robert De Niro taxi driver moment where he's just like, fucking talking to me? Like, he's getting pumped for to kill them, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, which then it leads from the party scene to then the bet, like one of the a really awesome scene is it's no music. Oh, that's music. There's no sound whatsoever, and we just see DDP and Danny Trail sneak through this little, like, pretty much brothel, 
and just start fucking murdering people to get to the devils and then get the devils and it's fucking amazing. DDP is insane in this because he slits a girl's throat. No, no, no. Danny Trejo slits so Danny Trejo slits a girl's throat. DDP walks in the room and just starts laughing. Of course, you don't hear it because there's no audio. The girl that's in there with Otis sees it and gets ready to shoot him. But DDP shoots her in the head and then yeah. laughs about that. And then Otis gets up to charge at him and he has this weird look on his face and then just fucking picks him up and just it's tosses like, his it's ass. It's like a look of confusion, like, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like confused about it. Then he picks up Bill and his, or Otis, whatever, and then just fucking chucks him out a window and you're like, God damn, man. Fuck. Yeah. And then you get, of course, Danny, Danny gets baby out. Of course, she passed me naked. Thanks, Rob. Of course, your wife's naked in this movie again. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go to masturbate later? No. I sure am. Good God. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we get that whole scene. Then we get a scene. Oh shit. Hmm. We get a scene between um, the sheriff and Spalding, where he's pretty much talking about how he's going to make them pay. Cut to them at the house from the very beginning of the movie, and it gets fucked up again. Where we have all three rejects tied to chairs, and then the sheriff is over them, pretty much pulling out pictures. He's like, this is a booklet of all the people who went missing in 100 miles of this shithole. And they're, of course, all laughing. And then he pulls out this girl, and he starts talking about her. And he's, like the weirdest thing he says. He's like, like she's pretty fuckable, right? And then this is what happened after we pulled her out of your guy's little fucking weird farm. It was very fuckable, and you're like, is that really the way you talk about the victim? <laughs> and then, and then oh, <laughs> this best line. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I cut her tongue out and tie her to my bed. I bust that bitch wide open. Yeah, it's <laughs> like <laughs> wide open. <laughs> what? I like how that's the thing you're focusing on. You're just not like, what the fuck, man? Well, like the whole, like, bit, and like he's going mentally insane. Like, that was the big thing. The big thing is the fact that he was like, <laughs> Oh no! Like it's like reassuring him. Like <laughs> yeah. if you guys want to dig her up, you still fuck her. It's like ew. <laughs> and then uh, basically, the dude takes a staple, like a staple gun, and just fucking goes ape shit on Otis's chest, and like puts like eight goddamn staples. The staples is a girl's picture to his chest. Goes from there, goes to baby. Doesn't do it to Spalding though. He leaves Spalding alone. Yeah, with the picture thing. Yeah, until he starts cattle prodding him. Yeah, yeah, because then it comes out with, um, because of course the sheriff gets drunk because he's like, I can't do this shit sober. So he gets like plastered drunk and then brings out a photo of his brother and he's talking about his brother. Then, yes, Paulding's like, Yeah, your brother's a fucking idiot just like you are. Some high, like, silver screen punk bitch who thinks he can come in here and do anything he wanted to. It's kind of like, You fucking idiot. And then, yeah, of course. He goes, All I said was go over here. And he goes, that easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, yeah, it leads to him getting cattle prod, and then the shit kicked out of him with the cattle prod, because that dude swings it like a bat, and just fucking takes it to the side of his head. Um, and then pretty much tases the rest of them. And then gets to... He, he really likes to torture Otis this time, Mike, in this one, because Otis is in the only chair that happens to have um, armrest. armrest, and they happen to be flat armrest, and are apparently... This sheriff was also a railway worker because he has some railway spikes. And that was another scene that's like, God damn, is it such a smooth shot? Is his hand is on the armrest, 
guy puts the fucking railway spike around his, uh, pretty much in the palm of his hand, and just yep. fucking whams it, and you see it go through his hand and go through the, fu- <laughs> the it go through the fucking <laughs> like bottom, <laughs> yeah, the bottom of the armrest. You're like, God damn. He does it to both hands. He, for whatever fucking reason, he just wanted to do that to Otis, not the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a couple hours pass, but we don't really, like, it doesn't, like, show up, like, oh, well, so many hours later, just kind of, you're just supposed to guess. He oddly lets Baby go for whatever reason. Oh, I figured Shh. out the reason why he did all that. What? The way they made those those girls film. Oh, he's gonna have baby film because that's how he he started running after him and like come here. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he does say that because he um he gets a whip and he starts beating the shit out of her and he's like, how's it feel to feel fucking helpless like all those other girls, huh? How's it feel to be helpless and be overpowered by a scary man with a with a weapon? Yeah. So I I yeah that makes sense why he did that now, but he basically sets the house on fire, goes out to kill her, gets killed himself by. Tiny of all fucking characters who we've seen at the very beginning of the movie. I'm sorry for the actor that passed away, but it's like he didn't need to be in the movie. He came he, out of nowhere. He showed up twice. Yeah, he showed up. Like, at the very beginning of the movie, we see him drag a dead corpse, and then he, we see him see the cops show up, and then we never see him again until that part in the movie. Is Tiny in the th- house? Three a th- house, a thousand corpses? I believe so, but I believe he was working in the Dr. Satan part. Which, that's something else we got to talk about after we get through the review, is the continuity thing. They kind of weird... They kind of oddly skip out on. Um, but from... Yeah, he that... Tiny kills the sheriff pretty much by snapping his neck. Um, baby, Otis, and Spalding get into a car and drive away. Tiny just fucking walks into the burning house. So he's dead. And then we get the... One of the best scenes in any Rob Zombie film is it's set to Freebird, and we see, by Leonard Skinner, we see um, Baby and them all in the car. Oh, I thought you were going to say the best scene in any Rob Zombie movie is Sherry, Sherry Moon Zombie naked. <laughs> Shut up. That's just Rob's favorite part. Anyways, so we see all them in the car, you know, they're... <laughs> That's a drop set your fart. Um, and so he's so they're pretty much all dead basically at this point. They're fucking sun soaked. The only mm-hmm. one that wakes is Bill, and they happen to stop get stopped by uh, pretty much a police line. And there's no way they're gonna get out of this one alive. So Bill sits there, wakes both of them up. They pretty much take arms, and then Freebird kicks in with a guitar slow, and they drive off to get mowed the fuck down. <laughs> they get, I mean. It, Otis takes more bullets than 50 cent in that fucking like, car. Yes. I mean, it just it shows him, and he's like fucking popping left and right, and his fucking bullets ricocheting off his body. <laughs> um, and then it kind of goes against what Three from Hell did. And we see them all get shot in the fucking throat. <laughs> I mean, there's a clear bullet hole yeah. in, in fucking Spalding's chest. That is true, yep. Um, so when three from hell is like they just survived that bull fucking shit because that was a lot of goddamn bullets because they unload on their ass. I mean, it was like, what do they do? Like, just like regurgitate them out of their skin? I don't after fucking they know. The autopsy's here. It's just like, whoa. <laughs> but yes, weird. so that's the ending to Three from Hell, which I have to say personally is my favorite Rob Zombie film. Which, I think I said yeah. last time. Um, what's your positives with it? I know we kind of we talked you know, about all a lot in about all, it. it's a good horror movie. I. Still think it's one of the best, like modern day horror movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Where it's not like no offense, it's not a Friday the Thirteenth, and it's got to placate on like 
slasher films are the only good like kill yeah. movies where it's like that is true but this movie there was a lot of good kills in this movie there's a lot of good kills and there's a lot of fucked up kills there's a lot of fucked up scenes in this movie which yeah. then just kind of pisses me off when they go to three from hell and it's watered down as fuck yeah um <laughs> it's like you got so where would <laughs> you got like pure whiskey and you got someone who filled the whiskey up with water yeah so where would you rate this at like one out of ten mm-hmm Solid nine out of ten. Really? It's a good movie. I'd say that too. It's always a movie you want to go back to and watch it again. Yeah. Is that fun? Yeah, mine's nine out of ten too. It's I really weird to say it's a fun movie. Yeah, watch. it's weird, especially without one fucking scene. You're just like, yeah. Um. So I guess the one last thing I want to talk about is the continuity, um, mm-hmm. which we talked about. Where they never touch on Doctor Satan again from House. It just goes to like House, and then he's not in the rest of them. He doesn't even make a return in three, which you think he would. You would think by now they would make it just get Doctor Satan his own movie. Which, for those of you that don't know, in the very first House Without the Corpse movie, they build up this legend of some creepy ass doctor who murdered people and then sewed them back together and created monsters, and he lives underneath the house. Mm-hmm. But he's never talked about again. Yep. So, who knows on what happened there? But anyways, thank you for joining me for another review. Since I guess you don't have anything to say about it, and I don't have anything else to say no, about it. Not really. I'm going to cut out to the outro later on. So thank you for joining me again, Marcus. No problem. And I'll see you guys in the outro to do the fun facts and let you guys know what's going on for next week's episode. I'll see you guys there. See ya. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Slasher Supreme. Please like, share, favorite, subscribe, thumbs up, or whatever you have to do to let me know you're out there listening. If there's a certain video game and or movie you would like me to review, please leave me a voice message here on Anchor, a message on the Facebook or Instagram page. If you do not follow me on Facebook or Instagram, just look up Slasher Supreme Podcast and you will find me to stay up to date with everything going on the channel. I sadly do not have a fun fact for The Devil's Rejects. I know, kind of going on a streak here. The second second episode without a fun fact. And probably next week will be without a fun fact as well for uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yes, me and Marcus are just going to continue to pretty much finish off the Reject trilogy, I guess you can call it that. Uh... So yes, yeah, that's, that's what's going on next weekend. Actually, I uh, might have another review with Luke. Uh, there's a movie that we've both wanted to talk about. It is not Halloween three. It's another movie. So that so it might be a, a uh, two episodes next week. I'm not sure yet. It just depends on how everything goes. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Stay safe, and I will see you guys next week on another episode. Stay safe. <laughs>